Uh, today's a good day. Yeah. Okay. So explain. Go ahead. Ex express yourself, please. We're talking to Tabitha. We taking it back. Yes. That, Twenty years, man. This show is dedicated to Monica Lopez. It's such a big part of my life and it's so, it's like very intimate. I find it very like personal and intimate. And unlike a lot of your your guests so far, except for, for you, Billy, I'm still going through it. You know what I mean? Like it's... Tabitha, do you have a passage joke that you want to share with us? Okay, so I don't have a joke with a punchline. No passage joke has a punchline. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I do want to say the following, and this is a great question because it's so relatable because both of you were always with us. We were always together. Our crew was always together when this would happen. And this is my funny story. We would go to a convention. We would go to a service, special service. We would be we would be together. We'd be in the service. We would all give each other a knowing glance, and either right before the sermon began, or during the sermon, we would look at each other and we would all one by one start walking off. Okay, so you can't be giving out the secrets. <laughs> Okay, but I just want to say this to the youth of to the Christian youth of America: Do not try this at your home church. Okay, but that's not the funny part. That's not the funny part. You guys are laughing way too fast. Oh. Okay. So the funny thing is, is that we would look at each other. We would say, "Okay, we're gonna walk out because we wanted to hang out together. We never saw each other. We wanted to hang out, right?" So we go outside. We'd be scared that we were gonna get in trouble. The funny part is that we would get outside to so like the vestibule or the outside of the church. And us thinking we were getting in trouble, there were groups and groups of pastors outside during the sermon, all hanging out, talking, drinking coffee, drinking a soda. So that is my funny joke. All the Eating empanadas. <laughs> getting drunk on my beef. Empanadas. <laughs> And is the pastor selling the mavi? Yes, yes. <laughs> that dark guy with the red, white hair. Or selling t-shirts or something like oh. that. Yeah. You know what? I, I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking like, we never got reprimanded. We never got in trouble. But they couldn't they couldn't say anything to us. It was like a knowing, we would all give each other a knowing look. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's because we, we weren't troublemakers. Yeah. You, you but know, we, they, like they we was... needed a break. We needed, we needed exactly. quality time. Exactly. Coritos went on for two hours and we're standing up clapping, you know. And, and the reason why we couldn't go during the songs is because you guys were playing. So. Exactly. <laughs> we got to cheer on. Well, it I came so here to see my friends play. I don't I don't know what <laughs> what else is there. So Seriously. again, to all the youth of America. Christian youth of America, please don't do this in your home church. Please don't do this. Don't, Wait till vi do you this. visit somebody's church. Wait. Yeah. Wait till, Wait it's till a your convention. <laughs> do it at the convention or, funny, or the man. conferences. Yeah. That, <laughs> wow. Those are so good times, man. <laughs> Very good. Savvy. 
I love Power and Grace. You've been there for a number of years. Yeah. You've been a PK for a number of years. So what would be an advice you would give to a 15-year-old Tabitha? Oh, man. A 15-year-old Tabitha. So first of all, I would have to give her a big fat hug because she was all kinds of messed up. And, um, you know, pastoral life is a very sacrificial life. And I think that that's, even for pastors' kids that have had, like, a good experience, looking back, like, you you know that you had to give up a lot of stuff because of who your family was, because who, who your parents were. And so I think kids out there that are growing up now, I don't know, I think they might have it a little different. I think people are more sensitive to how they treat pastors' kids in the church. But at that time, like, I just think, that 15-year-old Tabby needed a hug. But I think I also, like, one of the things that I think about is for a long time in my life, like, being a pastor's kid was negative for me because it meant I was different. It meant that, you know, in, in my local reality that I was different, that I was separate from the rest. And so I think I would tell Tabby at 15 that, yeah, like, I know you feel a lot of pressure. I know you feel different. But ultimately is because it is because you are different and that's the truth and it's okay to be different and it's okay I think a secret that maybe pastors kids keep locked within maybe maybe you don't even realize it but I think secretly inside we kind of feel embarrassed by the attention you know we have these pastors days you know these like clergy appreciation months and I was <laughs> I was looking at a picture of my siblings and I and it must have been like 1997 or something. And they had us sitting in the front, you know, like, I hope people don't do that anymore in churches. Please don't do that to the kids. But, you know, they would have us all sit in the front, like at the altar and like the whole service, they're just staring at you. And I wish this was like a show and tell, because if I could show you that picture right now, we all look so depressed. Our heads <laughs> were down, like our heads were down the whole time. We were just like so depressed. Because of that, you know, it's like all of this like spotlight on you. And I think secretly we feel like kind of like embarrassed about being special. And I think pastors' kids need to embrace that. Yeah, you are special. You know what? Yeah, you are special. And that doesn't mean, special doesn't mean better. It doesn't mean that I'm better than a person that's not, uh, wasn't raised in that kind of household. But I feel like every person, like, the Bible says that every step of the righteous man is ordered by God. And I feel like everything in my life, at least I can speak for me, has there has been a purpose. God has purposed things in my life the way that they happened. What family I came from, how my life developed throughout the years. And I think, you know, as pastors, because we really need to develop that. I remember when I was young and I would hear the stories because we always have the analogy of the tribe of the Levites and the pastoral family. And I would hear those stories like when people would preach about the tribe of Levites and how they were they were separated. And, and when God gave Moses the, the commands of like, all of the tribes of, of the Israelites were gonna get their own lands. And he gets to the tri tribe of Levites, Levites and he said, you won't have an allot. That's like in the book of Numbers, chapter 18. Uh, I'm gonna teach you now. And- <laughs> And he tells them, you know, um, everybody's going to have an allotment. Everybody's going to have a land. Everybody's going to have a territory. But you know what? You're not going to have a territory. You are not going to have an uh, inheritance. 
among all the tribes of Levi. And I used to hear that kind of thing because I should I used to like personalize it and say, you know, like, because the tribe of Levi's, that's where the, the los sacerdotes, the priests come from. And and that means me. And so then, you know, I didn't choose this life. My parents chose this life. But why is that mine? Why is that my um, um lot in life? But, you know, the second part of that verse, you know, because I had more when I was young than now, I had a tendency to be negative. And the second part of that verse didn't cling on to me because I was thinking about the negative. But the second part is, you know why? Because God is your portion, because God is your allotment, because God is the one that's going to provide for you, not not the people God is going to provide for you. And so how can I not feel honored for that? How could I not feel like privileged now, like this tabby looking back at my life and saying, wow, like God chose this for me for whatever reason. God chose this family that I come from. God chose this inheritance for me. And I feel like I have to work back. I have to give that back. I have to pay that back. Like always, your family never disappoints me. You guys just spit knowledge all the time. That's so true. I don't think people, I'm going to speak from a person that's not a PK. You, you refer to it. They don't accept or appreciate the position that they're in, in general. And sometimes you can get caught up with just focusing on all the negative and not realizing that where you're at is you're blessed to be there. Because no matter what, the outcome of it is that you're going to learn something and it's going to make you a better person. So even in a situation that you might feel like is negative, look at the blessing in it that you're learning. I teach my kids all the time. You never lose. You learn. Yes. You know, that's the way, that's the mentality we should always have. And, and it is it is a, a blessing to be a PK. You know, yeah, you and I, I think that it's like also like that's something that we could all learn, like not just PKs, but in general, like somebody listening to this could say, well, you say that because, you know, you came from a, ha- a household that, you know, your parents stayed together. You didn't have divorce. You had a father and all of those things. And that's true. But I truly, from the bottom of my heart, feel that nothing that happens in your life is happenstance. Nothing that happens to you is just like nothing catches God by surprise. And I think sometimes as as human beings, we think that like God didn't know that that was going to happen to me. God didn't know that, you know, whatever, my father was going to be abusive or I was going to lose my mother when I was young. You know, that doesn't surprise the Lord. God knew all of that and he purposed those things in your life. And as a PK, like, again, I go, I refer back to the 15 year old Tabby. I wouldn't have, I, I didn't appreciate that. And still to this day, sometimes I do feel, because I'm still under my father's ministry, I still feel kind of like pressure, like, oh, all eyes on me. And even sometimes when people, even when it's positive, sometimes you feel pressure when people say like, oh, you, you're teaching, you're, you sound like your dad, you this, that, or the other. God chose me from among the people. And God says, you are a gift to the people. And he tells the people, they are a gift that I am giving to you. How could you not, as a pastor's child, feel like, wow, God wanted this for me. And he could have chosen anybody, but he chose me. It's a development you you have to go through. You have to develop that appreciation, like you said. A person that's probably going through it right now, they might hear it and be like, oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you this down the line in a few years, you'll be like, wow, you know what? I'm happy I'm a PK. I'm reaping a lot of benefits from being a PK. 
because like you said I've, I've been chosen i see a lot about individuality and stories within so many people's life stories there are pastor's kids and there's pastor's kids that go through a horrific experience and there's pastor's kids that don't that are are lucky enough to have peace in the house from being able to spend time with your family to never seeing your dad almost mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. he's always in the hospital or or like for example my dad worked and he he was a pastor so my dad worked a lot my dad worked a secular job and my dad worked at the church and when he was not working spiritually at the church he was working physically at the church but we were lucky enough that he took time for us he took time to take us on vacation when he took us on vacation and i'm glad that i grew up where i grew up when i grew up and just like everybody else they have a story everybody has an individual story there's somebody that needs to listen to the horror story and there's somebody that has to listen to to like the cool regular plain Jane story yeah. because sometimes it, you know it's a, it's an internal battle sometimes people are thinking things that are not even true for somebody that sounds like you looks like you lived like you to tell you yo it's gonna be all right don't worry about that it's gonna be okay for you it's like it's like a breath of fresh air to be like oh okay all right at least this person understands what's going on it's like today today somebody sent me a message saying, yo, I listened to your show with you and your brother. And it was such a blessing because that is exactly how I felt. And I'm glad that I heard that because now I know that I'm not the only one. And to me, we were just having a chat. Right. You know, so you don't know. You don't know who's going through what. And your story might make somebody feel good or feel better about themselves. There's a lot of times where where we look back and we're like, man, I wish I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd have done that. So hopefully this will fall in the right ears and, and they'll kind of be able to think about a couple things that they've been doing. Even bro, even as, even as grown people, man, because some grown people be acting bonkers. <laughs> Childish. Childish. Continuing on, Tabby, can you share with us an experience or a testimony that in some way made you stronger as a pastor's kid? Like I said before, I think that everything, you know, the Bible says that God works everything together for good. And that, you know, like we were saying before, like what you think an ex a bad experience is in the past. Now you look at it and you look back and you say, wow, that, that made me stronger. This is like a negative that has turned into like me looking at um, my parents and seeing how they are how humble they are has really um, affected me. So when I was like in my 20s, I would say my early 20s, somebody from our church accused my father of something like horrible, something heinous. I don't even want to repeat it. And um, I was in my early 20s. I, you know, I've always believed in God, but I always haven't practiced my faith. And so I wasn't necessarily practicing my faith. And I found out, not through my father, I found out what had been said about him. Man, I was so upset. I was so angry. I was so affected. I was so for a very long time. But my father being the loving man that he is, the humble guy that that guy is, that that man is, I, I can't even like, I'm my father's biggest fan. To see my dad to this day, because I still know that person. We still know that person. He doesn't go to my church, but we still know him. 
and my father will see him, embrace him, hold out his hand, give him advice. Hmm. That to me is like, I haven't even spoken about this with my dad. I've never even told him this. But to me, every time I see him, it like makes me want to cry. Hmm. I, I've lost all like anger over the situation. I, I don't think about it that way anymore. I just, the good that has come out is that I've seen my parents and my mother too. When people have wronged them the way that they like, and I'm not talking about years later, I'm talking about the next week. Just be able to like, let it go. Wow. That's like, if that's not Jesus, I don't know what is. Come but on. that's to me that screams Jesus. Wow. So that's that's the experience that I could say that wow, you know, it's something the Bible says, you know, like Joseph told his brothers, you know, what you meant for evil, God has turned into good. And a situation like that is like it was something so bad when I when I first heard it and I found out, but now I just feel like every time I see that person, I'm like, Wow, Jesus is real. That's teaching without saying anything. That's why your parents are so cool. That is teaching you to lean on Jesus without even saying, hey, you got to lean on Jesus. Because, yeah. man, it's so easy to prove someone wrong and get back at them. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And in a situation like that, who would blame you? Like, I don't think he would have been blamed. Right. That's awesome. All I gotta say is that is that's why God didn't make me a pastor. Because <laughs> God knows what He's doing, man. Yes, Amen. Yes, He does. But He transforms too, and I think that that's something that I have to think about too. It's like before things happen in your life, you think like I'm never, I would never be capable of of doing something like that. But God is a miracle worker. He He transforms. See, now I feel like you just. Just gave me a warning. I might go through something. Now. Yeah, right. And, she just indirectly uh, directed this comment to you. Seriously. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Now I'm gonna have, <laughs> oh, thank you, Tabby. Thank you. <laughs> no, but hearing you say that, share that testimony of your father, being around him as long as, I, as I've been and known about him, and it doesn't surprise me. Because the guy, he's extremely humble-hearted, man. He's slow to anger, from my experience. Definitely slow to anger. Sometimes even slow to speak. It's like, wow. What, like Eli said, you know, the best ways he's showing us how we're supposed to. Because a lot of times you get those people, they like to tell you, no, you need to do it this way. You need mm -hmm. to do it that way. And then when you turn the corner, they're not doing yeah. half of the things that, you're, that they told you to do. But yet your father probably doesn't say you need to. He just says, look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's, that's integrity, right? Where yeah, you amen. like, you know, it's like the life you live, what you preach and you preach what you live. And I, I'm telling you, I, I tell, I say this often and my, my siblings will probably fight me, but I'm my dad's biggest fan. My mother <laughs> too. My mother is just, you know, they're both pastors. You know, sometimes women don't get the credit that they deserve and both of them, they're just they are who they are. They're so like what you see is what you get. Yeah. It's not, you know, you're not going to have any secrets. You're not going to have any surprises with them. I'm their that biggest friend. That's awesome. I, I like I like to hear people's stories, man. It's like 
we we're going through the same stuff but it, it, we go through it so differently and we like totally understand it's yeah. so awesome man thank you tabitha for being here with us yes it means a lot to me same and, same and here it's so much to me you don't even know my heart is like so happy right now just to see your faces and to talk to you and that's something i want to i know we're not recording anymore but that's something i want to say oh no we still are oh okay <laughs> that's something i want to say to you ellie that you know, we were talking about like the tribe of Levites and sometimes in terms of that analogy in the Bible, we always think about that it's like the priests, right? That the tribe of Levites, the priests are what's important. But what we forget is that the Levites were a complete tribe that did a lot of different things. And it wasn't just like the sacrifices and it wasn't just the people. They cleaned the temple. They... Um, were the musicians, ob obviously, right? They were secretaries. There were so many things. And I think that's something we have to really think about in terms of our positions as PKs, right? That we can bless people. I'm not going to be my father. I'm never going to be my father. I'm never going to be my mother. I can't live up to that. I'm not going to live up to that. But I know that I need to serve. What you're doing right now is serving. As part of that tribe, as part of the Levite tribe, you are serving. As what I'm doing, what I do in my church is what do I do? I, I teach. But that's the way I serve. That's the way I'm serving. And so we all, we ha all have this part to play. And I think that sometimes we get caught up in the whole, like, you know, you have to be a pastor. and Or, you know, you either are a pastor or you're not a pastor. There's so many other ways that you serve the congregation. And you're serving like this whole group of of people now and you're you're blessing thank you and you're serving others because they get to like i get to talk about it i never talk about being a pastor's kid i don't talk about that in like my reality unless it's with my siblings i think it's really hard that discussion is really hard outside of people that really understand it it's very it's a very weird kind of situation to be in and it's very it's intimate and it's hard to discuss but because you are a pastor's kid like everybody else they just feel like oh i can open up i can say because he understands Nah, i'm not gonna hear this guy not not for an hour and 20 and it's gonna be twice because because then if somebody's gonna say it in english too uh-uh yeah I'll come back. I'll come back when I have to play for the uh, altar call because, because that's I'll another hour and a half. The coffin and the mirror. <laughs> I remember that one. Please you definitely go edit that one. <laughs> no way, bro. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, I'm gonna send this one to him. I'm like, yo, oh. you gotta listen to this one, bro. Dude, <laughs> defend Tag. yourself on that. <laughs> Go live on that, son. <laughs> oh my god, that was like crazy. He's like, look at the coffin. <laughs> ah, it's me. It's you, it's you. That's premeditated, bro. If something happens to me tomorrow, you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm traumatized for life. <laughs> Seriously. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, that, oh, that was, was awesome. crazy. Good. You I, know, don't know how, I don't know where he came up with that, man. And yeah. the funny that part was, was that was all him. Yo, the funny part. The good was, thing is that you can't say that he stole that from someone. No, 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 no. He didn't steal that. That from was nobody. him. That was original. No, that, that was, was original. very original. 
What was interesting was the people going up there like if it was a real funeral. And when they looked in, they started crying. And I, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, right? You got to <laughs> No, but... It was me in the coffin. Stop. I'm afraid of that. No. No. Wait. <laughs> you guys are crazy. No, but 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 check this out. They, he didn't do that one time. That was oh. at multiple churches in different places. That was his hit. So how you but hit. how you but how are you gonna cry when you already know? Like it's the first time it got <laughs> 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 oh jeez, man! <laughs> oh man! Ooh, man. You see the things that I probably wouldn't have even remembered oh, on my own. Oh man, that was awesome. We had this joke, and I think you're the one that came up with it. But it was like a punchline to a joke. But I never know where it came from. And it was, I said cornbread. You remember that? You used to say that. I don't know where it came from. And it was like, I said cornbread. Like, it's like if somebody was saying something to you, like, and you had to repeat it. <laughs> Can I say that? Can I just say this? This is what's going to make you mad. We say it so much. My, my brother, my sister, and I say that so much that my daughter, who has obviously never met you, will come out and be like, I said cornbread. <laughs> Nice. nice. Like, that is all these awesome. Years later, but we never remember like how that started. That's I thought cool. maybe you would, but obviously your face is saying that you don't remember. Eli doesn't remember, remember anything. I don't he doesn't I, remember anything. I don't remember. He remembers his oh, wedding man. date because he has to. <laughs> <laughs> he has it in his wallet. You don't remember where that came from? That's awesome. Man. My daughter says that. <laughs> And I, I wow. looked at her the other day because we say it so much that she said it the other day. And I was like, what the, what? Like, what are you saying? Like, you don't know. You don't even know where that came from. I'm going to have to start saying that man, again. I swore that you would remember how that came about. Wow, man. I wish I did. That sounds so cool. That's funny, man. Good times. I'm going to write this down. I said cornbread. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show and don't forget to subscribe.